Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. We got a full house here this evening. Howard Balzer will bat leadoff. George Kurtz steps up and in the big E. Eric Cohen throws it down as we pick up the pieces of following the Buffalo Bills meltdown and collapse. As that we still pick up uh, the pieces, uh, but the show must go on, and the show does uh, go on. We got some crazy stuff going on. In fact, we got the Australian Open been, uh, uh, going on right now. Um, well, El Chapo is pretty much, um, I don't know, he's, 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 I don't know, I'm looking for the best analogy uh, here right now. El Chapo, uh, Shapov, he's doing about as well as El Chapo is doing right now. And uh, what's El Chapo doing right now? I don't know, he's sitting in a jail cell in, in Colorado. I think he's in the foothills. <laughs> he's in the foothills, foothills of uh, Colorado uh, right now. Beautiful mountains, beautiful mountains. I don't think he sees them. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, where is it? Melbourne. Beautiful in Melbourne. Not so beautiful. I've got the over 37 and a half. And uh, Chapo, at least he's got a really hot girlfriend to uh, to cry, you know, put his shoulder on, put his head on her shoulder after this or somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's he doing now? He's saying, come on. I got to tell you something. You know, Chapo is a Canadian guy, right? And... I don't know, the media doesn't seem, the media doesn't really attack, you know. Some The other people are sort of more likable. <laughs> like, I got to be honest with you. It's like, dude, the guy talks a lot, man. I got money on him, whatever, he's Canadian and stuff, but he's pretty annoying. Let's just call it off what it is. Like, no one likes to say anything. Like, I, I said today earlier, I said, is it just me or is it Jessica Pakula? Does she have attitude? I said, I don't know, it seems like she got attitude. Well, everyone got silent. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I'm just asking a question. And let's call it off for what it is. Chapo, this guy's got attitude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he choked, he choked, you know, Nadal was, like, breaking him up and stuff like that. And, I don't know, he starts yelling at his box and stuff. What's your box got to do with it? These tennis players, man. Oh, my coaches and stuff. Like, oh, you guys are worse than, like, uh, like seriously. Like, Calvin Klein, like, the designer, is, like, less like less drama than some of these tennis players. It's like, yo, chill out, bro. It's not, the, not your box's fault that Nadal's kicking your ass, all right? He's a grown man. You're 22. He's better than you are. All right? So don't panic and start falling apart. Because there's people all over the world watching you right now that have money on you. And listen, I should I should rephrase that. I didn't trust him enough to bet on him. I just bet on over 37 and a half. But it's like betting on the over of a sporting event, like of a football game or something like that. Yeah, it takes two to dance, man. <laughs> right? Takes it to... I can't get to 37 unless you win a freaking set, bro. Right? And you're only like a plus 225 underdog coming into this thing. So, you know, you should be able to win like one set. Give me a set. That's all I'm asking. 
Can, can, can you give me a set? All right, so speaking of sets, uh, we're setting it up. We got Howard Balzer. We got the Biggie Ericone. George Kurtz. A lot of stuff to get to here tonight. And we are we got a, we got a full house. Wild basketball game tonight. Kansas and Texas Tech. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. Let's do this thing. The Pistol Players, the Hustlers, the people of Buster, but everybody else in between is the Monday night, the Meltdown, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Countdown to kickoff is on. Um, it was a wild weekend, and I don't know how we're going to top uh, the weekend that we just had of NFL football. It's the first time ever of uh, NFL playoff football that all four games were decided on the final play of the game, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, but we are now down to the final four. Uh, we talked about the opening uh, numbers. There has been a little bit of line movement. We'll get you caught up to date with the full plethora of uh, props and options, Super Bowl matchups, and everything else in between. But the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They played on January the 2nd. Wasn't that long ago, and the game actually mattered. All right, the game counted. Kansas City was still playing for the, the top seed and the number one seed, and the Cincinnati Bengals were trying to win a division. They both tried, and the Cincinnati Bengals won the football game. Despite that, they're getting seven points, total 54 and a half. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, this number opened up at three, Rams laying three. And I was surprised, we discussed this on the program last night, that it went up to three and a half. But it's been, uh, it's been uh, dropped back down to three uh, right now. Total, 46 and a half. You know, we hear the cliche all the time. Wow, it's tough to beat the same team two times in the same season. It's tough to beat the same team three times in the same season. Well, now we're getting into can you beat the same team seven freaking times in a row? And no, it's not the same season. But the San Francisco 49ers, who's your daddy? All right, Aaron Rodgers can talk about owning the Chicago Bears. The only problem for Aaron, A.K. Karen uh, Rodgers, is <laughs> too bad you don't play the Bears in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> you know, with all of our biz, all of our uh, Bills <laughs> misery, I just came up with a new word: misery, billsery, uh, billsery. There it is, Bills misery. It's that's the Buffalo Billseries. Uh, let's just change the name to misery. You should have changed the name of the city. Misery, New York. <laughs> Misery, New York. Howard Balzer is going to join us from beautiful Arizona. George Kurtz from Long Island. The big E. Eric Cohen from the town of Misery. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Sports. 
Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morency. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in a, a longtime guest of our program. He doesn't need any introduction. One of our favorite uh, guests, Howard Balzer, uh, joins us. And, of course, uh, Howard uh, Balzer uh, writes SI.com, NFL slash Cardinals Hall of Fame, uh, selector coast of the Hall of Fame uh, radio show on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Howard, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, Gabe. Doing well. Just trying to catch my breath after that uh, wild weekend, which I'll just say, I'll mention last week I was making fun, and even before the first weekend of the playoffs, I was making fun of the NFL for adding the word super to wild card weekend like they needed to add that word to it. And I've always wondered why they call it wild card weekend to begin with when half the teams in it were division winners. Isn't that an insult to them? But their super wild card weekend with six games had four games decided by a combined 90 points. Well, I think it could be argued that this past weekend was the super divisional round. And quite frankly, I don't know if we'll ever, 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 you never know, but I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again with all four games. Just just unbelievable. The first postseason round in NFL history with four games featuring a game-winning score on the final play, Howard. You covered the National Football League a long time. How many times did you say to yourself, I can't believe this is happening? Yeah, n- numerous times, especially in that last one. And that was just incredible because cause you add in the four games decided in walk-off fashion, but also the fourth game, a last-second field goal, sent it to overtime. And so I'm, I, don't know how much, I don't know how anyone in their right mind could expect more drama than that. And it was, but yeah, the, the what a what a capper to it in that last game with the with the Bills and the Chiefs, and just you know back and forth like a heavyweight fight. It was, it was almost like arena football. It was almost like arena football. That, that these Thank guys you. playing on a, on a on a fifty yard field. And what the heck is there defense there? I don't know. Maybe there is, but it doesn't matter when you have playmakers like that on the field and and I, and I always love when people say well how, how how could that team not guard that guy or how could he well they did but sometimes the other guy's just better and and that's that that's why those plays happen it's just pretty pretty incredible like i said well, I'm a Bills fan, and thank you, Howard, because you, know, you make me feel smart last Because last week, I swear to God, I must have said it 22 times. I said, guys, the Chiefs-Bills game will be like an arena football league game. You come up with one or two stops, you score every time you get the ball. You come up with one or two stops, and and you're gonna go win. You're gonna win the football game. But I, I also brought up Howard, and I don't really know what to compare it to. You've been covering the National Football League longer than I have, uh, but yeah, I wish I was younger than I am. So I do. I go back a ways myself. I also said. Last week, I predicted this game. I said like 41-38 type thing. And I comp- I said, you know, I think it's going to be sort of like the epic in Miami. One of those, we're going to remember it. And it's going to be like 41-38 or one of these higher scoring games. And I sort of thought about it like the epic in a sense. I know the weather was different. It was different scenarios. But just two teams that laid it all on the line. And there was really nothing more you could have done. Is that a fair comparison? Like where would you look at this game? And what would you compare this game to to a game you've seen before? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And the game you're talking about, of course, most of the memory, and especially because it was as long ago as it was, most of the memory is just the iconic picture of Helen Winslow uh, being helped off the field because he was just so, you know, so, so exhausted and so worn out by it. And especially because of the way the game went and the fact that there was so much, it was hot and humid 
in Miami. And, of course, the Chargers had to turn around the next week. <laughs> minus 59-degree wind chill in the AFC Championship game. But one game came to my mind. It's interesting. So I didn't think of this game last night. And all of a sudden it just hit me because I was at this game. And it was in the 2003 season. So it was January of 2004. And it was also in Arrowhead Stadium. And it was between the Chiefs and the Colts with Peyton Manning and Trent Green was playing quarterback for the Chiefs. And it was a beautiful, it wasn't a night game. It was a beautiful you know, January afternoon in Kansas City. It didn't come down to the wire like this game did because the Colts got a lead late and, and the Chiefs couldn't get, cut into it. But it, I remember writing it was like an arena football game because most of the entire game was played past the 50-yard line. I remember adding it up at the time, and I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like 70 to 75% of the plays in the game were run from opposing territory. And they just went back and forth and back and forth, and it was just crazy. But like I said, it didn't come down to the wire like this one. It didn't have you know, 25 points in the final two minutes of regulation, and then, of course, a quick touchdown in overtime. So it didn't quite rise uh, to, this le- to that level. But it was still a very, very memorable game, and I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly, maybe I'm wrong. I'm fairly certain that was the divisional round too. Maybe it was the AFC Championship game, but I think it, I'm fairly certain it was the divisional round uh, played played on a Sunday, and so uh, very, very, you know, very similar in the same stadium. Howard Balls are with us. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I can't help but something you said, Howard, a moment ago about. Well, I can't believe you left this guy wide open. I can't believe this guy, you know, you can't. You know, and I think I, because Bill's fans, how can you let this happen? How did you let Hill? How did you let Kelsey? And I said, you don't think Chief fans and the Chiefs are saying the same thing? How the hell was Gabriel Davis that open? <laughs> right? Like, as you stated, out, guys make plays. But guys make plays. And in this league now, when you give the quarterback a bit of time, and obviously the, the one basics of football is that the defensive back doesn't know where the guy's going. Uh, that's number one. And, of course, on the, uh, on, on, you know, on the play, you know, Tyreek Hill, I mean, the, the coverage wasn't bad on that, on that play, on the, on the touchdown, not the one that's very late. The, the coverage wasn't that bad, but he had a step on his guy, and then once he caught it, he just exploded out of there and obviously ran for a touchdown. And what's interesting, too, is when you have teams like that that have so many weapons, defenses are just, okay, we're going to do our best. And you mentioned Gabriel Davis. Stephon Diggs for the Bills had a very, very quiet game. And a big reason for that is that the Chiefs were devoting a lot of their energy to stop him, which they did. His biggest play probably was a two-point conversion uh, that he had. But he didn't do much during the, regu- during, the, you know, during the regular part of the game or you know, during any of it for the most part. But Gabriel Davis did and some of the other guys. So, and Josh Allen also uh, with his legs. So th- those are the things. Like you said, these guys are just that good, and it's an offensive league right now. Once in a while, teams will just jump up and play great defense, and it can happen. But this is sometimes this is not mortal human beings playing against defenses that are out there. And when you have a Josh Allen who can get the ball where he gets it and Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to have games like that. It's just the reality. I mean, hey, remember that, that Monday night game during the regular season a few years ago, Rams and the Chiefs? Well, yeah, this yeah. Four to 51? Or something like that. Well, we, we won't. If this if this Super Bowl ends up being the Rams and the Chiefs, something tells me we're going to be reading about that game an awful lot. <laughs> up to Super Bowl Fifty Six. And that was a classic, classic Monday nighter. Um, and for the record, uh, Howard, January the 11th, 2004, Indianapolis Colts 31, Kansas City 30, uh, 31. 
And that was the year um, forever known as uh, Nipplegate and Janet Jackson Super Bowl. I can't help but thinking about it. I was actually there how too in Houston. So yeah, it was the Carolina New England Super Bowl year that year. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So you know, now, now that I've mentioned it, I'll have to look it up real quick and see what, what the yards were and all those things. But, but both quarterbacks were were just out of out of the world uh, during that game, and the defenses were just powerless to stop them. In fact, a- afterwards. The, the Chiefs fired their defensive coordinator, uh, Greg Robinson, uh, fired him. And I always thought to myself, well, what, is his fault? Is his fault? You couldn't stop Peyton Manning and the guys they have? I don't know if I'd blame that on the coordinator. But, you know, football, all sports, really, football is played by the players on the field. And it always, quite honestly, drives me crazy when after a game or a loss, whatever it is, everyone wants to blame the coach. Oh, it was the coach. It was the play calling. It was this. It was that. Well, come on. It's, it's players making plays or not making plays, and that's what decides virtually all of the games that are played. Howard Balzer uh, with us. All right, we'll take a quick break. And on the other side, uh, Howard, I just want to ask you about the overtime rules and how you feel about them and should they be changed and what can be done if we do change. So the late-night anger management class, this is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And then I was like downhill skiing all weekend uh, right now. And okay, I swear to God, uh, I am a Red Sea. Okay, we're Howard Balls with it. Howard, I feel hungover, but I didn't drink. I swear to God, I'll take an alcohol test. <laughs> like, I really do. Like, it's one of those, like, I woke up this morning, Monday morning. I'm like, oh, God, I feel drained. And I should note that I am a Buffalo uh, Bills fan. And I was on I was on the, uh, on the air, like, all day yesterday, Howard. But... Let me ask you about the overtime stuff, because especially Bills fans and not just Bills fans, but betters and, you know, people flipping out on Twitter about the overtime rules. And it is what it is. You know, you know the rules going in. And like I told Bills fans, if the Bills would have won in overtime, we wouldn't be crying. You wouldn't be crying about it now, would you? You wouldn't be saying, oh, the overtime rules suck. No. Josh Allen didn't touch the ball. It sucked. And I often use the phrase, it is what it is. And I, that's what Josh Allen said after. It is what it is. Those are the rules. What do you make of this overtime debate right now? And should something be done, in your opinion? I, I believe it should. And I always have believed that. And I know I don't have a horse in this game, so it's not because one team won and the other team didn't. I mean, the Chiefs were on the opposing end a few years ago when they lost to the Patriots in overtime and the Patriots scored in the first drive. The Patriots won a Super Bowl against the Falcons in that unbelievable comeback by having the ball first and going against an absolutely worn out and exhausted Falcons defense. But having said all that, I can understand why the league doesn't want to do it. In the regular season, they don't want games going too long. But, you know, but they always couch it behind 
player safety, right? Well, it's the safety of the players. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah sure. What, what is it really about? I don't know what it's really about because we know it's not about the safety of the players. If it was, they wouldn't have added a 17th game to the NFL season, and they wouldn't be having every, virtually every team in the league playing on Thursday nights. But I, I think so – but I still say I understand a little bit during the regular season, I think it's more about games going over the windows of going into other games that are still being played, and that interrupts uh, some of that. And but I, so I can see a little bit why it happens in the regular season, even though you hardly have any ties. So how many times is that really going to come into play? Not very many. Was there one tie in the NFL this year? I think there was one. Maybe there was two last year. You hardly have any ties. But at least in the playoffs, when you're playing for all the marbles, it's it's lose, you know, it's win, lose, and go home. That in those situations, that to me, every each team should have a chance to at least touch the football and i've never bought what i believe is a specious empty makes no sense argument well the defense had a chance to stop them well you know what a lot of times the defense is more worn out than the offense after a long game an intense game a game at playoff level and when you're playing great offenses in this offensive league how can you sit there and say well it's up to the defense to stop them give each offense a chance with the football i don't think that's a big ask once again, it's not going to happen that many times. So if it does, so be it. So be it. To me, that is the fair way to decide a winner in these games. And so, yeah, I give credit to the Bills. And like you said, if the Bills had won, the fans would be happy. But it still doesn't, doesn't matter whose ox is being gored. For the good of the game, to me, it's better to have it, like I said, where each team has a chance with the football. And then if, you know, if the Bills had gone down and scored, be, be that, you know, have it be sudden death. I don't like all these gimmicky things that people suggest and have it like college, which is toyed with all kinds of different rules. Oh, that's ridiculous, Howard. You watch the call. Look at that Penn State, Illinois stuff, man. It was like 24 yeah, times right. in a row from the two yard line. It was dumb. Yeah, from the two yard line. It's, it's ridiculous. That's not football. Play it like football is played. And, and you know, the XFL was going to do uh, something like that. They never, they didn't play enough games. Well, look, look, Howard. I just wanted to jump in on this, and you know, you look at the National Hockey League, and people criticize it. It is what it is when, it, when they get to, to in the regular season. Some people like it, but they take a player off the ice, right? And they make it. They take, and it's just more free flowing, and it's five minutes of sort of you know street hockey, pod hockey, as they would call, it, like street ball, but you know, good old fashioned. Hey, a bunch of dudes just playing, and hey, someone's going to score a goal because there's a lot of room on the ice. But when they get to the playoffs, it goes back to sudden death, right? Right? They actually have two different overtime rules which isn't crazy right regular season and then playoff overtime and i'd like to see the stats in terms of the nhl where they have that rule but it's what it's only what a five minute overtime how many how many games are actually decided in that organ in that overtime as opposed to how many games and how many playoff spots are then affected by shootouts that's a great point that's a that's that's a gimmick you know that would be like if they had in baseball which the gimmick with putting a guy on second base in extra innings. That's a gimmick, but at least you... <laughs> whoa, 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 wow, she did that. I thought you were going to say, too. What are they going to do in extra innings? Have a home run derby? I'm thinking, yeah, probably. That's what I was just going to say. Let's have a rule yeah. where you play regular rules for two innings, and then if it's still tied after 11, let's have home run derby or something like that. Or maybe in the NBA, you have a free throw shooting contest, or maybe a dunk contest. I mean, it's ridiculous. Play the games the way the game is normally played and to me that's what the nfl should do 
All right, Howard, we've only got a couple more minutes with you. We always appreciate your time. We look forward to, to having Howard on uh, for Media Row. Unfortunately, our Buffalo Bills will not be there, uh, but the show must go on. So, um, Howard, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, rematch from earlier this year. Big theme of the playoff this year, isn't it, man? Teams that always played each other. It's like, wow, they already played each other. They already played each other. So, here we have another rematch, and it wasn't even that long, though. Uh, that was January the 2nd, and, of course, we all know the history of the Rams and the 49ers, and you're an NFC West guy right now. So, let's start off uh, with this one. You know, I've, I've said this. They always say, well, it's hard to beat the same team twice in the same year. And then we hear it's hard to beat the same team three times, right, in college basketball and the tournaments and all this. I don't know. What about beating the same team seven times uh, in a row? Because <laughs> that's what we're looking at right now. I know there's two ways of looking at it. I'm almost like, and this is like the better in me almost. They're like, you know, I just started, all right, who do you like, Morency? I'm like, well, man, it's hard to go against a team that runs the football and is as really resilient as the Niners and that have beaten these guys six times in a row. And then there's the other part of me thinks, come on, man, McVay and the Rams, they're not losing to this guy and this team seven times in a row, are they, Howard? Well, who knows? That, that's the thing. All that stuff doesn't really matter. That's just us for, for us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> the whole notion, well, hard to be. Oh, now, Buckham will tell you, bro, I've only been here a couple of months. I don't care about that. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing, too. It's hard to beat a team once, once more, twice, or three times. And so that's the reality of football, which most don't realize as much as they should, just how hard it is to win a game, much less a playoff game, much less a Super Bowl. I'll go back real quick to one thing that I'll never forget Brian Billick saying the year after the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and someone asked him in training camp, one of the first, maybe the first day of camp, why is it so hard for teams to repeat and win two Super Bowls in a row? And he says, well, you know how hard it is to win one? <laughs> much, much, less, much less to win two. And so that's the situation here. What's interesting about both these games is that you know, the Chiefs and the Bengals played with a lot at stake when they did because that, that game essentially cost the Chiefs home the number one seed. As it turns out, they didn't need it because they're playing at home anyway in the AFC Championship game. But that was, that was an important game. It was important for the Bengals in terms of the division. Same with the 49ers. And the Rams, the 49ers, without that come-from-behind victory, aren't even in the postseason. They're going home, and the Rams were playing to hopefully clinch, clinch the division, which they end up doing, even with the loss, because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks. But the point is, both games, there was a lot at stake. One, the last game of the regular season, the other the week before. So, But I don't know how much it really matters. It does, you know, that was a, I'm sure Bengals fans are saying, and they're saying, well, our team has confidence now. They have confidence because they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, they probably do. But they have confidence anyway. They just won two playoff games to get where they are. So that's a team that has confidence. Bottom line is, who plays the best football on Sunday? Yeah, who, who, who can protect the quarterback? Who can, you know, who, who can come up with the big plays at the right time, just like we saw in those, these games over the weekend? That's what will decide it, not what happened in January or March or, or not March or October or, or two years ago. All that stuff is just stuff to discuss, but I really don't think it matters all that much. Howard, we've got two minutes uh, remaining right now, so I don't want to put you in the hot seat and say, oh, what are your picks? Have you, have you locked anything in yet? It's early in the week right now, but there's some intriguing Super Bowl matchups, right? I mean, we could have a rematch from a couple of years ago uh, with, with San Francisco and, and Kansas City. You brought up that Monday night, uh, the Monday night 
shootout from years ago with the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, that's pretty sexy and pretty flashy. And then, you know, you throw in the Cincinnati factor, Cincinnati versus San Francisco. I don't need to tell you, Howard, you know, that's sort of my childhood. You know, they, they play twice, yeah. classic Super Bowls, both of them. Classic Super Bowls. Bo- both of them, like, yeah. Both of them razor close. The famous Super Bowl when the when the 49ers had to go was it 92 yards for the winning touchdown and it's all tense and everybody's all you know pressure and obviously we know that and all of a sudden Joe Montana looks at the stands he stands yeah. and he says hey is that John Candy over there yeah yeah, yeah. I love that story love that story game with 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 a touchdown pass to John Taylor so I said everyone in the huddle was worried too and stressed they're waiting for the call and Montana goes hey look there's John Candy they're like who he's like the actor John Candy they're like thinking yeah, exactly. what's this guy crazy like so I I, th- I think it's just, it should be a fun day I think that just about any result would not be a surprise I I think some would look at it and say well we I don't know do we want to really see the Bengals and the 49ers I think most would believe that it would be a heck of a shootout if it's the Chiefs uh, and the Rams and what an offensive onslaught that could be if it goes according to the way everyone would think it would be. That's probably, in terms of what people look at it, maybe the most attractive. But like I said, I think just about anything is possible when you get these caliber of teams at this stage in the season uh, playing each other uh, to get to the Super Bowl. Howard, it's always a pleasure, sir. Always love talking uh, football uh, with you. Um, like we said, we'll see Howard on Media Row. Uh, the Super Bowl countdown is on. We're just uh, waiting to see who's going to be playing in it. Howard, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us on Sports Rage. My pleasure, Gabe. Take care. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. No, I got anger magic class. This is Portridge. I am a red suit. Speaking of interventions, we got a dude named Chad. Chad in our in our chat. He needs an Aaron Rodgers and like Packers intervention. There's a there's an old saying. There's an old saying, never argue with a fool in public. People might not recognize who the idiot is. Right? So it's one of those type of deals, but I'm trying to help the guy. I'm just trying to help him. I mean, I am Gable Morancy. Uh we're kicking it uh, here. We got all these people, these guys like uh I don't know. So what's Ken here? Ken says the Packers were exposed. Uh, due to their um, their lack of signings and their depth. Um, Chad's a Packer fan who's crying right now uh, about um, about about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody and it's it's not his fault. <laughs> like you know, and these are the same people last week tell us the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> like uh, we we love it. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, Chad. I entertained you for a few minutes, but now I feel like kicking you out of the chat, to be honest, because I think you're that stupid. 
So if you don't stop texting and talking so much in the chat, we will give you the boot. In honor of Ted Teven, let's just kick him out. <laughs> You're kind of annoying. And like, I, you know what I mean? Like I said earlier, I can't, uh, I, you know, I can't argue with someone and like, just, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like talking to a wall, talking to you, bro. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit back, sit back. Hey, I'm not saying don't type anything. I'm not telling you, hey, I'm kicking you out. Don't type anything, but just stop bothering me. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, I'm not booting you. I'm not booting you. You're free to your opinion. You love Aaron Rodgers. Fine. All right. Just fine. But you know what I mean? If I tell you the sky is black at night, like I don't think you would you would understand. You'd say, no, it's green. So I'm done. I'm done. But you're free to stay. Just stop. Uh, just stop. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, all right. There, 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 there we go. Man, we got everybody, everybody tonight's an expert. We got Jazz, Jazz saying they should have done this, they should have done that. Like Howard Balls just said, but I don't know no one pays attention, right? Like Howard Balls just said, players make plays. I know it's easy to sit on the couch, guys. Like, I don't, I don't criticize that. You'll hear me, uh, they should have tackled this and that. But, you know, as somebody who actually played sports before, I understand. Things are going fast, and, you know, the other guy is trying to make a play. Oh, I can't believe Cooper Cup got open. Well, I know I can't believe the Cooper Cup, a guy that just set an NFL record for the most receptions, yards, and touchdowns by a wide receiver in the history of the league got open. Who would have thought? I guess the same people said the same. I can't believe Jerry Rice got open. Man, how come they didn't? How come the Chargers didn't? Can you believe the Chargers gave up a bomb to Jerry Rice in a Super Bowl like that? It's a Super Bowl. How do you not cover Jerry Rice? I don't know. Maybe Jerry Rice is that good. He got open. Like, I, like that whole, yeah. drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Modern sport fan. The modern sport fan. Closest you come to play the game is like Madden. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, they should have done that. How come he did? I, listen, I have no problem. I have no problem ripping. And questioning coaching decisions and strategical decisions. That's something that can be controlled, right? Something can be controlled. You can't control, well, why didn't you tackle him? Because he was stronger than me and he was faster than me. And because in the moment, he made the play and I didn't. Simple as that in life, right? Big plays make big plays in big games. You know, it's funny because the game went to overtime, the Bills and the Chiefs. And it's a little thing that caught my, my attention, actually. All right? And it went to overtime anyway, so this play was earlier in the game, but it all had symbolic of what happened. The right team won last night. I'm a Bills fan. See, Chad? See, Chad? Not that hard to admit. You need to admit you have a problem before you can solve your problem. I am a Bills fan. I'm not crying about overtime. I'm not even crying about the squib. Whatever. They shouldn't have squibbed it, but the Chiefs were the better team. They made more plays. That's the way it works. They made plays. Right? Yeah, Josh Allen made plays. Mahomes made more plays. Facts. It's the way it goes. Doesn't mean Josh Allen wasn't great. It means, Allen, it means Mahomes won. Right? But where I'm going with this is there was an instance, it was like in the fourth quarter and stuff, and how many freaking times were the Buffalo Bills, I was on the air and I said it during the game, I said, like, I said, man, they're blowing up the line. Like the Bills did not have a problem winning their matchup with the offensive linemen of the Chiefs. 
Like they go and they're getting past them, they were pushing them back. Like, but then they they was like it's like breaking out of jail and at Alcatraz, and then you got to the water and you'd have a boat. Right, like every time, and it was like, all right, we're gonna, we're, we're good. Tomorrow we're breaking out again. You break out again. You get over the wall. You get over the fence. You get over this, and then the boat's not there again. No dinghy. Right, like you got nothing again, and they bring you back in. And it was like over and over with the bills. They kept on the prison break. We got them. We got them. We got them. We got them. You don't have them. And then there was a play. Josh Allen's running. Buddy on the Chiefs reaches out, trips him up with his forearm. Bam. Man, Buddy, like, it's a little place that people don't notice. It was like, I, I want to remember his name. I don't know if it was Ross or whoever the hell it was. It was the DB. It was a DB on KC. This kid came flying in. He sold out. He dove in. And Josh Allen's a big man, man, 6'5", 250. He took him down with a forearm to, like, the shin. Like, literally. Like, bam. And they brought it up. Romo, or whoever's in, they said, ah, oh, that's a hell of a play right there. Like, they just said, wow, that's a hell of a play. And... You know, we didn't make those plays, right? You had Mahomes, but he got away. They had a chance to get Allen. They tripped him up. And it all just sort of adds up. The football gods, it is what it is. I know it sounds cruel, but it just is what it is. Now, should they have squibbed it? Yes. You know, did what? Did we all say they're going to throw to Travis Kelsey? I said it. They're going to throw Travis Kelsey over the middle of the field. I damn said it myself. But it's a lot easier for everyone who's sitting on a couch, sitting in front of a microphone, that's never played in the National Football League, that's not, he ever tried to cover Tyreek Hill? No. So, you know, let's talk about this and that, but when it gets into, like, what players should have done and stuff, you know, I, I never, I know I don't go down that road. You know, if it's a baseball game and Buddy, like, you know what I mean, you drop the pop fly, then, yeah, we could say, man, what the hell, man? How do you drop that? You know what I'm saying? There are certain instances Good examples. I never blame Norwood for the Buffalo Bill game. You know what? Only losers would do that. Same with Chris Weber in a timeout. Michigan were losing. I go through this all the time. Bill Buckner wasn't game seven. People think, oh, he lost the World Series. No, that wasn't even game seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Scott Norwood. You know, he, Scott Norwood. Oh, Scott Norwood. Scott Norwood. Scott Norwood. Right? Scott Norwood. Whatever, bro. What is Scott Norwood's fault that uh, Otis Anderson ran up and down the Bills' throats all damn night? Wasn't Scott Norwood the field goal kicker's fault that the New York Giants had the ball for 41 minutes in that game and the Bills set a record for least amount of time with the ball and had the ball for 19 minutes? They set a record, the Bills. They had the ball for 19 minutes in the Super Bowl. In other words, they couldn't get the ball away from the Giants. Right? And the Bills set a record. They scored a point a minute. Never happened before. They scored a point per minute. Like they, How many minutes they had the ball and the points. The Bills scored 19 points. They lost 20 to 19 in the Super Bowl. And they had the ball for 19 minutes. But Scott Norwood gets the blame. I know. I know. Oh, yeah, he, he gets the blame. So I guess none of the linebackers, Bruce Smith, Cornelius Bennett, Shane Collin, nobody on the defense deserves the blame for letting a guy run for 148 yards or whatever the hell it was. But it's the field goal kicker's fault. I, I get it, man. Everyone wants to blame this and blame that. It's a collection of events. It's sort of like, you know, all of our lives. Why are we are where we're at? Well, it's not one thing. It's never one thing. You know what I'm saying? It leads to that, but it's going to happen anyways in another way. Like, that's what I don't think you guys seem to understand. The Buffalo Bills will find a way to break their fans' hearts. Like, this isn't new. 
Did you watch the Music City Miracle? Like people, oh, I can't believe this happened last night. Well, I guess you haven't been around very long, son. Or Norwood. Forget about Norwood. What about Ronnie Harmon dropping the ball in the end zone? What about the Music City Miracle? Buffalo Bills kick the field goal. They're going to win the game. Hey, the game's over. They're going to win. No, the other team throws a freaking sideways forward pass and returns it for a touchdown. First time in NFL history. Against the Bills. The Bills will find a way. That's why they're the Buffalo Bills. That, that's, that's why. That's, what, that's who they are. That's what it is. It's painful. It sucks. But it's like blaming, it's like blaming the sky for stars. Whose fault are they? Hey, star, whose fault is that? It just is. The stars were already there. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't matter who, what, how. It just is. It just is. And another thing is, too, the Buffalo Bills were not Super Bowl. Did you hear me blazing about the Bills winning the Super Bowl? No. I was, like, taking it one week at a time. Super Bowl teams don't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Super Bowl teams don't lose 41-15 to the Indianapolis Colts. It's the way it goes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Josh Allen got hot. They can say, you guys were consistent. Like, everyone's a victim in today's society. Oh, what about the overtime rules? <laughs> the rules. The rules were the rules were the rules for everybody. It's the way it works. I swear to God, by bitching about the overtime rules, whatever, man. Was it the overtime rules fault that the Bills screwed up with 13 seconds left? Like, that's all. You can say, like, everything. Why didn't they squib it? Why did they let Kelsey get open? Right? Like, I don't know. Why did they call tails? Why? You know what I mean? They said, why is the sky blue? You know, it's... It just is. It's a collection of events. Why do the Chargers always lose all the time? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. There's some things that are explainable. You know, it just is. You know, I, it just, it just is. But I think, and this all started, I was going to say, unlike, unlike Aaron Rodgers, at least the Buffalo Bills died on their sword. I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers can consult Joe Rogan on how to win a playoff game. Can Rogan help him out with that? Dr. Rogan, Dr. Rogan. Hey, Joe, uh, I know you're an expert on everything and you're well read. So have you read anything on how to not choke in a big situation? Because I'm having a problem with that. And speaking of conspiracy theorists as well, this is what it's come to. Gonzaga University has... <laughs> I never saw this coming. I got to tell you what, as far as betting, who had the John Stockton season tickets will be revoked by Gonzaga in their, uh, in their parlay. I did not. Gonzaga University suspended season tickets for one of its most notable alumni, Hall of Fame basketball player John Stockton. After John Stockton refused uh, repeatedly to comply with the school's mask mandate at games. The school says we're sorry, but we don't care who you are. 
I understand, though. At least he's getting his championship. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shapo. He's down two sets to none. I'm not on the win, but I got over 37 and a half. So if he wins this set, we got a puncher's chance. We're not even there, but we could get there, depending on how this goes. Uh, 5-4 right now. And I said this earlier with Howard Balzer. We were talking about this. And I get it. Like, you know what I mean? You can look at this play and that play and how come this didn't happen and that didn't happen. But a good example is like with the Bills, right? How the hell did you lose? How did all this if you're the Chiefs, how the hell did you let Gabriel Davis get that wide open two times in the last 102 minutes of a football game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, wow, both teams, like, that's sports. How the hell? Like, you know what I mean? That's what it is. It's wild, and how the hell? And in the end, someone's going to be the loser. It's, it's, it sucks. And if not, it would have been the Chiefs after. How the hell did the Chiefs let Gabriel Davis go over the middle of the field, and oh, we let him go, and he knew he was worried. Right? And it's, it's what happens. Kyle Turley told me this years ago, too. I asked him once about um, I asked him about um, goal line calls. I said, how frustrating is it if you're an offensive lineman and, like, they call, like, you're on the one-yard line and they keep throwing it. And, like, you know in the huddle and all you guys are like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here, man? Just like, and you, you can't, you can't. We well, have no control, right? No quarterbacks can override the play. They will once in a while in a regular season game and stuff. But, like, in that situation, right, you can't just not do what the coach says. So, and he told me, and point blank, he goes, you know, he goes, players get criticized by the media all the time for choking. And he goes, trust me, coaches choke too. And he goes, happens all the time. You're waiting for the play. The coach is like, ah, uh, uh, look at these guys. You saw Kingsbury the other day. Guy was choking. He was choking. He's a calm, cool Dude, man, man, he—that's in a dome, man, a cold dome. He was sweating, man, staring at his play chart. That's what bad coaches do when they choke. They panic. They cover their face in their play chart. They're just staring out the chart. It's a big Kellen Moore move. Bring it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 